Hello and good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host Scott Monroe. Oh, what a lovely evening Thursday evening was. Ah, the joys. Uh, tonight we'll be recapping uh, Roma 1, Leicester 0. Uh, Roma winning 2-1 on aggregate to reach the uh, Europa Conference League final where they play Feyenoord in Tirana in just under three weeks' time. With me tonight, I've got Imran. How are we? Good, thank you. And we've got the return in, the return of the Sam. Sam, it's been a while. I know you've been busy with work and with your, in your uh, personal life. Sam, how are we? Hey, Scott. Um, great to be back. What a time to be back. It wasn't planned. I didn't plan this. I just found the time. Uh, what a time to be back. What a time to be a Romanist. Uh, a lot of emotions going through. A lot of firsts. For everybody, we'll be talking about it, I guess, later. So happy to be here with you and Imran. I would start this to both of you. Is this the first European final for both of uh, both of you supporting Roma? It is for me. I started supporting in 04, which we talked about in a previous podcast when we reviewed the chaotic 04, 05 season. How about both of you? Yeah, it's the first for me as well. I started sporting late nineties, so I didn't get, I didn't catch the ninety-one. I was too young. I was four years old. So, <laughs> yeah, for me, I became, I started following Roma in ninety-nine, two thousand. So, yeah, definitely a first for me. I was back seventeen, sixteen, seventeen back then. Um, yeah. First one, a lot of emotions. I don't even really. That's. I don't even know how to feel. Like I don't even know if this is real yet. This is, um, if I'm not mistaken, this is Roma's first final in any competition since 2008. No, no, no. Sorry, no, 2000, no, 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 with, no. without without winning. But yeah, um, scratch that for 2013. Was it? Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. Let's not talk about that. Twenty days time, the anniversary. Of that we don't talk about that. <laughs> You know, in this podcast, the only forbidden topic from the old guys was they're talking about... Sampdoria game. Right, right. Yeah. I, I translated it into my Spanish podcast. We never talk about it. I almost cut it off. Um, yeah, I, I don't talk about the 26th of May 2013. It's just right. it's just gone from no, my memory. Yes. It's deleted. Painful. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we start with last night's game? Uh, Imran, I'll come to you first and Sam second. Um, so Roma winning 1-0. Um, got from Sammy Abraham in the first half. Bit cagey, a bit nervy. Uh, Leicester really should have had a penalty after about five minutes when Smalling rugby tackle for Fana. I'm still amazed how that wasn't given via the Serbian referee. I think he was Serbian and the VAR officials, which were German. I'm still baffled even now um but what are your thoughts on the performance yesterday it was quite encouraging and a, would you say a defensive masterclass by Josie and Josie and co yeah definitely it was especially when you get the early goal then um, there's no need to take risks so you kind of give the uh, you, you hand over the initiative to your opponent especially in terms of possession and then you just sit back and wait for your opportunities. But what I was a bit disappointed was uh, by was that we should have counterattacked more. We should have, we should, probably shouldn't have fallen as deep as we did. Should have. I think there was there was room for controlling the game more. There was room for dominating it more. But ultimately, uh, it was. Uh, 
defensive uh, masterclass. I think it was who um, we were never really threatened. They had 60 to 65 percent possession, but um, didn't manage to make anything out of it. Uh, so it was nervous. It was nervous because we just had a one goal lead. But apart from that, I think it was a comfortable win. If the if Abraham hadn't scored that early, I think the game would have been different. We would have dominated more. We would have chased that goal. Mm. But because we got it early, changed the outcome of the game. And, and by the way, the 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 incident you mentioned in my in my world, I, I think it's never a penalty. It's uh, um, it's. Uh, it's a bit cynical, yes, but these challenges happen happen in the box all the time. I think we also had a similar one in their area, where yeah, Oliveira Oliveira was pushed, or but uh, it looked weak. But for for me, I'm uh, no, nah, I don't think it was. Uh, um, I don't think it was a penalty. But but it's interesting you say that because, uh, especially uh, it might sound a bit stereotypical, but you know. Being English uh, and uh, having a very physical, uh, a physical game in England, mm-hmm. I would have expected uh, you guys to be more uh, lenient and more oh, acceptable it, it, towards it's that. Not, honestly, really? It's not. Really? No, <laughs> no, no. Any touch tight defending in, oh. in 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 the leagues that I watch. Um, but yeah, I really, I really don't think, I really don't think that's a penalty. I mean, I think, yeah, but you know, he, he, he holds him in a way, obstructs him with his arm, but it's too weak. I mean, if that goes to VAR and they get a penalty, it's too weak. It would have been controversial, I think. Would so, you see that? Would you see that given in Serie A? No, I don't think oh, so. Really? I, I, yeah, really. I, I. I'm. I've seen a lot of. I believe that I have seen a lot of incidents like that that have not gone to VAR. But then again, there have been dodgy refereeing in Serie yeah, A. Sure. A lot of, uh, you know, strange situations have gone to VAR, but not that one. Not that one. Not not a challenge. It's a physical challenge. You have to be a bit cynical in the box. Happens all the time, but it's not. It's not enough to give a penalty. Okay, it's it's, it's probably it's probably a free kick if you are in the middle of the pitch, yeah. but not in, but not enough to give a penalty. No, I, I wouldn't say that. But it's well, interesting I, you mentioned that. No, no, because it got brought up quite a lot by the British commentary. Uh, the um, that actually wasn't as biased as the one the night before during the, <laughs> during a Real Madrid Manchester City game where BT Sport literally were winning Manchester City to beat Real Madrid and look, looked a bit traumatized when Real Madrid went three one up in extra time. Uh, that, that, that I thought it, it was a penalty because he wasn't watching the ball and he blocked uh. him off. But I think if that happened in the other end, I think a lot of Roma fans have been calling for a penalty. I don't know. I hope that I wouldn't do it because, uh, but it's difficult to say. I, perhaps I would have done it, but I would like to believe that I wouldn't have done it just to be objective and fair. Because I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's enough to give a penalty there, even no. if it happened for Roma. No, fair enough. Um, before I come to you, Sam, did you have Imran? Did you have any worries when Brendan changed his shape? He went so Brendan Rodgers took both his wingers off and brought on Daniel Amate to play right-sided centre back, and then brought on 
Kelechi Inaccio uh, to up top with Jamie Vardy because they were getting the when they were playing with the four three three they were getting swamped in def- uh, by Roma's defence that they, the bringing Inaccio on brought a bit more attacking threat but they didn't really create that much I think they had their first shot on goal after seventy eight minutes on target and Madison shot wide not long after that they didn't really offer that much going forward but they looked good in possession. Yeah, well, they look good in possession because we allowed them to be good in possession. Mm. That's what we wanted. Uh, but uh, when he made those substitutions in, uh, at halftime, I was thinking, okay, m- like more opportunities for Roma to counterattack. Mm-hmm. But uh, Inacho, he he's a striker, but because he didn't find any space and because they were not able to um, you know, uh, create any anything up there, he had to fall back. Uh, very deep in midfield to 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 kind of link off play uh, with the midfielders, try to create something because it was really difficult for them, uh, for their attackers. Uh, Jamie Vardy um, had a really poor game, but I don't blame him. It was uh, defensively we could have played for ten hours, and I, I don't think they would have uh, they, they would have scored because. Um, it was um, it was it was so tight. It was uh, uh, behind there. We closed on every space, and um, uh, I felt very confident. Actually, I felt very confident. It was a good performance in defence because you could see it was a back three in attack, and then it went to a back five. And then when Nicolo Zaniolo was brought off, it was they Roma sort of played like a five four one. And yeah. had Zaniolo on one side before he went off and Pellegrini on the left. And then Veratu came into store, pretty much played more centrally. And then Pellegrini just off Abraham and made it into like a 5-3. It's like a 3-5-1-1, but a 5-3-1-1 in yeah. defence. But they they just literally swarmed Leicester's attack and did not give them any chance to breathe. Um, Sam, I'll bring you in. It's been a while <laughs> since you've last been on the podcast. Uh, what was your thoughts on Roma's performance last night? Yeah, uh, well, um, it's for me, at least, I mean, you know, it was hard to, it was, there were so many emotions going on and, and it, it was, I agree with in ring. It was very good. It was very good for us to score early. Um, but also, you could, but also I couldn't help but think that, you know, after you score early, Roma are a team, a work in progress team, right? We've seen the growth from earlier in the season, obviously, but I don't know if they're good enough to become uh, managers, you know, the managers of a match, you know, I think they have to play with everything they've got for the 90 minutes to still to get the best chance they have to win or to get a result, right? You get you get that early goal. You might be you try to manage the match, take a little time, and I f- I f- I was a little worried. You know, there's too much too much of a match for them for them to come back. But uh, overall, I agree with you guys. Defensively, uh, I mean, what we've seen from the beginning of the season to right now, it, it's unbelievable. I think with even in the, I mean, you, if you're watching this match last year. With other coaches, you don't you don't think, oh, they're going to score. Oh, it's coming, it's coming. Typical Roma, it's coming. Well, it's not coming now. I think that has the most value. One of the things that has most value in the growth of of Roma so far with, with Jose Mourinho. My thoughts on the game, yeah, 
um, very nervy last, the second half was really, really, but I don't remember, I don't remember being that, uh, having those feelings, watching the end of a match, uh, watching Roma in a long, long time. Um, listen, I ha like you said, I haven't been on the pod for many months. I've been editing every single episode, obviously, because, you know, I work behind the scenes, but, um, Remember, there was so much talk about us versus them with Mourinho and, 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 and Mourinho's followers. But listen, right now, right now, wh what were we saying before? What were we saying before? We're saying we don't see anything. Well, now we see something, right? This team is playing. You see Tammy Abraham towards the end. He couldn't move anymore. And when, and when he had to because he wasn't subbed out, Yet he run every second. Every, I mean, this team is playing. This team is balling. Um, it's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. I don't even, like I said, I don't even know how to feel. It's really hard for me to even uh, analyze the match. You know, everybody. Defensively, everybody. Offensively, I agree with Imran. I think he nailed it. You know, we became a little bit, maybe a tiny bit too complacent after the goal. I don't know if complacent is the right word. But we became a little, like, okay. See if you can do something to me, and then I think having a little bit more of the ball and maybe score the second goal wouldn't be a, would have been a, um, you know better. Mourinho has his way. Mourinho is the guy, so Mourinho we trust so far, right? Uh, those are my thoughts as far as yesterday. I can't even believe we're about to experience all the previews of a European final. I can't even. I haven't even begun to to to, th to think about that. Yeah, the finals in three, just under three weeks. Um, so Roma play Feyenoord. Feyenoord got past Marseille. Um, well, we'll talk about that game in a couple of weeks' time. Um, Sam, it's like... I mean, Marseille, sorry. I'm sorry, Scott. I no, mean, Marseille no. would have just been... The, Marseille would have been just a perfect oh, story. It would have been the story, yeah. The storyline would have been yes. But anyway, so I think... I, I don't know if you were going to ask me this question, but Marseille or Feyenoord, like, which one would you prefer? Oh, good question. Roma have a little bit of history with Feyenoord in the Europa League, don't they, in 2015? Yeah. Marseille could have been fun because uh, of the, the ex-players. So you had Gerson, Gerson uh, Cengizunda and Paul Lopez. Paul Lopez and Cengizunda are still, oh, was it, loan to obligation? <sighs> to be honest, I'm, I wasn't too bothered either or to be personally. How about yourself? Um, because of the storyline, Marseille, but I think, I think we, I don't know. I think Marseille would have been a little bit uh, tough. I don't know. I don't want to say anything, but I think, uh, I don't know. I see Marseille a little bit of a, I don't know, bigger team than, than, than Feyenoord. I don't want to talk too much about that, but, uh, I don't know. We'll I see. I agree. I agree. I think, uh, Feyenoord suits us better. They're not as uh, difficult. The quality, uh, of Feyenoord is not, <sighs> as good as Marseille. Marseille have some really good individual players with great quality. Gerson, uh, Genghis Under, um, Payet, and... Uh, so Did you I, I see think Payet score? Yeah, that uh, volley, which was I saw insane. it in one of the highlights randomly. Oh, my goodness. He got injured yesterday, had to be taken off. So I think he could be a big blow for Marseille going into their, their end of the season in Liga. I think they're, they're second in yeah, Liga. Uh, PSG's won away with it. Um, but I think he, if they, if they miss him for the final couple of games of the season, their Champions League campaign could be a little bit, 
up in wow. the air. But Feyenoord, uh, there's a couple of players I'm a bit wary of. Uh, Sinistera, I don't know if you may have watched a bit of him, Sam, if he's been in the uh, the Columbia squad in the Comnebol World Cup qualifiers, but he looks a real talented player. Yeah, the striker, he's, the young striker, he's really he's Yeah, really good, striker, yeah. winger, uh, but he looks really, really good. But yeah, Roma, Roma are off to play... Uh, Final in a couple of weeks. Um, Sam, I'll ask you because me and Imran may have talked about this on the pod a few times. Do you, you said that the team is still a work in progress. We've talked about mentality on this on this podcast quite a lot recently. Do you see a shift in mentality, especially in the players since January? I think we've talked about mentality in this podcast and it was created in 2011. <laughs> yeah, true. But especially under Mourinho, especially in yeah. the last couple of months. Um, yes. And that's one, that's another thing that we see, right? It's just, it's a, it's a joy. It's a joy to see, you know, and it's deservingly so because have you seen the Olympic? And that's another topic. And you guys have talked about it here and James have talked about it. Uh, you know, the Olympic are unbelievable pack. We expected it. To be like that, and the players are finally giving the fans what they wanted, right? This team is just fighting until the end. That's what we wanted, what we've been missing for so long. There are still a lot of flaws. This is not a perfect team. It's a work in progress. And talking ahead, I mean, think about year two, the free mm. kings. They, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I think like Roma is in the right hands. What would have been a Roma without, if the free kings didn't show up? Really, though, because with Palota and Palota's board, they were pressuring him to sell, to sell, to sell, and he didn't want to, and he finally sold because he wasn't sustainable. But the Fritkins came, right? They, apparently, they have deep, deep, deep wallet. So we're stable there. They're pouring a lot of money. I always, I'm always worried about how sustainable that is, but they are, they have deep pockets, right? So, so I think we're okay over there, right people. They're trying to put the right people in place to do the right things in Roma, right? I think you can't, bl- you can't blame him for that. I think, I think I'm very excited to, for, for the, regardless of the results of this final, obviously, obviously, we all, you know, that will be, whew, uh, that will be, wow. I can, wow. Uh, if we are able to lift that trophy, right? Um, too many people in the rest of Italy, they say, oh, a copeta, a little cup, in Spanish, a copita. But you know what? It's our cup. You know, many people, many teams would like to have the chance to be in Tirana on May 25th, right? But to, to, your, to back to your point, um, that mentality, I think uh, I'm just excited to see what, what Mourinho can do in year two, right? Improve, mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, in, the Freakings are probably going to give us some surprises and improve this team uh, to Mourinho's liking. And, and usually, and I haven't followed Jose Mourinho's career as close as, as, as a lot of people, right? I mean, I knew about his career in Chelsea and everything he did. I mean, I followed him when he was in, at Inter and what he did is unbelievable. The, the last the last coach to win anything for, for an Italian team, right? Um, in Europe, so, yeah. Europe, you know, so... So I mean, I mean, I I think it's I'm very excited to see what what can happen in year two. So I I think finally, finally, we Roma fans. I think it's been way too long, man. I think that's the all, all I can think about. It. You know, I think I think every, every Roma fan woke up this morning thinking, "Wow, what is this? What am I feeling?" Right? This is this is that's just this feels different, right? Um, 
this feels good. I think I think it, it has been way too long. I think we deserve it finally, and the team is giving us that. I think the future is exciting. I think call me crazy, call me an optimist, but really, I think the future the future is exciting. If Roma do win it, I swear that trophy will look good next to the bonsai tree and the Scudetto. <laughs> Scudetto yeah, winning because of Escamaca's father. Yeah, the, the anniversary of that is coming up soon. Of Scamaca's father. You have all the anniversaries, huh? You're the anniversary guy. You're spot on with us. Yeah, yeah. I, I I looked it up. To be honest, I looked it up the other day. Um, I wanted to ask you both for this. Jose Mourinho emotional at the end of the final whistle. That I think that showed a lot of character and what he's put into it as well. I don't know if you two would would, would agree with me. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Mourinho has, uh, he's a very different person from the person he was 15 years ago. He's a different coach than he was 15 years ago. And uh, his uh, way of being, his way of communicating, his priorities, the thing he emphasizes, I think they are very different from before. Like he said, he has won everything. Now he's doing it for other players and fans. I think he has created a bond uh, with the Roma fans, the players, the city, um, uh, which um, which feels very special. Uh, that's what made him so emotional. I, I know that some people are giving him the stick for doing this in the Conference League and some of the things he said previously about uh, yeah, the They're Europa League. The They're missing the point. The I, I I agree because I think everything is uh, uh, everything has to be you know judged according to the specific situation. I think the Conference League has been a beautiful tournament. Mm. Uh, it has uh, probably not been the most prestigious one, but I think it's uh, like we said last uh, season as well. Um, it's always fun to play in Europe uh, and brings back. Uh, the the environment uh, the the passion from the 90s you know where every european tournament was taken seriously and then you had a you had a period there end of 90s beginning of uh, the millennium where uh, where some competitions were not giving given importance anymore the coppa italia um Let's say the FA Cup in uh, in England, the League Cup teams of the. I remember yep. Ferguson openly he he sent his reserves to play. He just wanted to be out of that competition so he could focus on Premier League and Champions League. But then, when uh, Mourinho and some other coaches started coming in, trophies uh, meant a lot. It was a way of saving the season. Uh, and then, since then, even the Coppa Italia has regained. Um, importance, I would say, because people are taking it seriously. Uh, and uh, likewise, I would say for the Conference League, it would be a beautiful tournament to win. And next year, if we win, we will go to the Europa League and we will try to win that as well. So um, I love it. <laughs> I don't care what people say. I'm enjoying it. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I love it, actually. I, and seeing Mourinho like that, um, creating that bond I mean I have disagreements with him tactically uh, I don't always necessarily agree with him tactically 
uh, had different preferences, but that's fine. You cannot just take you cannot take away from the uh, for him the f- uh, you know the fact that he is a winner. He's a serial winner. He has it in his DNA, and the way he does it, he's his team they look compact and lately i mean during his later years in england he was not getting across his messages perhaps because of some of the players that he had not the same generation anymore he's he's from a different generation but at roma i think he has find, found a good balance not just that he has found a club and an environment director owners which are buying into his ideas. They listen to him. They try to construct a squad, a team, according to his uh, ideas and mentalities. You can just see from all the businesses we conducted, players were shifted out. And, I, and I'm very, very excited and curious about what's uh, to follow, especially in the summer. And his second seasons are really good. I think... Uh, I think uh, there are... Good times in wait uh, for for Roma, and I'm excited. Just think the the two semi finalists, sorry, the two the two ties were Marseille and Feyenoord and Roma and Leicester. That's pretty much two Europa League games with Europa League ties. Um, Looks stronger than Europa League, yeah, actually. Yeah, semi finalists could probably say maybe. Champions League qualifiers or something like that. Not, not to be disrespectful, but I saw the crowds for both games. Like, uh, I would nearly call it Filbert Street. That's Leicester's old stadium, uh, King Power Stadium. It looked, it looked, it looked brilliant. Um, the two, the two stadiums for the final um, Marseille game, like Rotterdam, was packed. Like one of the goals, I think the third uh, final goal last week. The, the scenes behind the goals was, was outstanding. Like people were flocking to the to the ground to so watch this. There was what sixty three thousand last night at the Olympico for a for a third rate European competition, which is in its first year. And I just wanted to bring this up. It's like people on social media. The, the celebration police were out yesterday from other clubs who support teams in Italy. I saw some <laughs> disparaging comments, and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, come on! If you're in the same position, you'll be celebrating. I saw some AC Milan fans, saw some Napoli fans, but then I saw some Napoli fans saying, "Okay, if we if we stop disrespecting Europe and." getting knocked out by Granada and teams like that in the Europa League and getting knocked out in in the last 16. And then you've got teams like Roma getting through to, to a final and to a semi-final. We have to give them respect because they've actually not uh, disregarding the competition in the last couple of years. What, Champions League semi-final in 2018, Europa League semi-final in 2021, and then Conference League final in 2022. Italian teams don't take European competition seriously. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Around me, you and James. Like, yeah. they just ditch it like before Christmas or after Christmas and then concentrate on the league. But this curve. It's starting to change though a little bit. It's coefficient, isn't it? If you can get that sorted, like James always talks about coefficients, but with Roma, it changes. They want to do well in Europe and get further and further, but that's when the league form hits. 
It does, but uh, just imagine for a second, would it have been better to play in the Champions League and get knocked out to Porto like we did in 2019? Or would you want rather have a season where you where you actually can win the Conference League or the Europa League for that matter? I know the, the money is in the Champions League, but you want to have realistic chance of, uh, of of winning a trophy, you know, you just want you just you don't want to be there just for the money. Uh, you want it for the heritage and the prestige. You want to be able to realistically win a trophy, and uh, right now this the is our level. Not far off from Europa League money, anyway. So, uh, sorry, the the money you made from sorry, cut you off in rank. Uh, uh, but the money from the money from Conference League is not that far off from from Europa League. It's kind of similar. Yeah, yeah, team, but there's a big difference from Europa League and Champions League. Oh yeah, definitely. That's that's the problem. I mean, you get more money by playing in the group stages of Champions League than mm. uh, winning the Europa League. So it's a big it's a big difference there. I think if my memory serves me right, you get prize money for wins and draws in the Champions League group stages as well. So that builds on, and you get the TV revenue. And oh, it's uncomparable. The money, it's yeah, ridiculous. No, no, yeah, it's Champions to Europa League is a big gap. But I was between Europe and Conference League. It's not that big of a difference. I mean, that's that's the whole problem. Because why did the clubs take every competition so seriously in the nineties? Because the Champions League, the difference between Champions League, UEFA Cup, Cup and Europa wasn't that big, uh, especially in terms of money. But now you have to prioritize. Because uh, you risk if you risk getting um, if you risk not qualify for the Champions League economically, it could have huge impacts uh, on your future, the transfer um, future of the club. Right. Uh, but uh, while well, as for in the nineties, it wasn't like that. So people, I mean, the teams they took seriously whichever competition they played in because it was seen as prestigious. But while well, for now, I mean, if you look at Napoli, you look at Lazio, they wanted to win the Scudetto. I mean, especially in Napoli, they wanted to win the Scudetto, um, and uh, Lazio. Uh, if, I don't know. If COVID, they say that if COVID yeah. didn't happen, I I seriously think they would have won the league title that's that in 2020 if covid didn't happen lazio were literally gunning for the league it was scary how good they were was, what is it was late february late february early march they were they would have they would have they were platform i remember that. i think they would have choked <laughs> they always choke <laughs> it was early i mean february but they were looking good they were head to head with you i remember that. yeah they beat they beat both inter i think and juve at home and it was scary how good it that they were going for and then covid hit and then and they because that team all three like we, we're roma fans roma struggled at first but then got i think they won seven out of the last eight games in that little period but Absolutely, yeah. yeah when we came back we came back in good form we lost yeah. to only milan that, that, that in, in west. and udinese and as well oh, but L- lazio because their squad that wasn't that great I think with uh, Inzaghi in charge, their team was only built to play once a week. But when they had to play three times a week or three times in eight days, they struggled. But yeah, they they looked like they couldn't win the Scudetto, and that was scary. Napoli could have done the same in what twenty eighteen when Koulibaly scored. But yeah, and this season also they they had a chance. It's now between Inter and Milan, and Inter are playing tonight against Empoli and. We're two 0 down. I think they're three two up now. But 
they don't prioritize Europe. They prioritize the Scudetto, but winning a, a trophy in Europe is prestige and it's heritage, isn't it? It's stuff that doesn't happen. Last time something like this happened was 30-something years ago. This is stuff that gets written in history. The, the fact that other fan for other team is trying to minimize that, re- like Ingram said, I don't really care, man, really. It's disrespectful. But, you know, these teams, let's say Milan and Napoli, you know, just take them as an example. They're never going to win the Champions League in the foreseeable future. They're just there for the money. They're just participating. Milan was in the Champions League this year. I mean, they they were so far off from that level. And uh, it, it would have been better for them if they, let's say, if you want to win at least, why not win the Europa League or the Conference League? Um, silverware, a great run. Fans, you know, it gives a lot to the fans. So Throws the brand. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think these competitions will just keep getting better and better. And the I mean, UEFA did a good thing by awarding the winner of uh, Europa League a spot in the Champions League because it's added motivation uh, for a lot of teams. And you would perhaps uh, guess that it would be an extra motivation for the Italian teams, uh, some of them at least, uh, but. Well. And at one point, if these matches are televised worldwide, the gap, I understand you can't get close to Champions League money. And, uh, fair enough, because of the prestige and everything. But I think the, the gap shouldn't be that big. Really, those matches are televised worldwide. Yes, as match. I mean, hopefully we're working towards that in the future, you know, and those teams, like you said, start taking a little bit more seriously. Yeah. Uh. Also, the, the I think what I've found really interesting in Europe this season is no away goals. It's made it actually more entertaining and more for the team on the front foot to go for it. You don't have to have the team going away from home, sitting back. Evidently, Roma did that <laughs> against that's, Leicester. But. Yeah, but that's been that's been. A, I agree with you. That's been a very good thing. I was a bit skeptical. I was a bit, uh, skeptical. I was a bit curious how would mm. it turn out, and I was like, the away goal was fun. It gave us a lot of good results, but on the other hand, we got a lot of good games uh, when the rule was taken away. So I, I think it's been a huge success. Yeah, completely agree. I was just, you know, you talked about, um, I'll add a final point before we go into listeners' questions. So Imran said about Alex Ferguson ditching the FA Cup. It was the early 2000s and um, they won, do you remember when they won the Champions League in 99? You get uh, through to the World Club Championship. I think it was in Brazil at the time. Yeah, it was the year after and then they withdrew from the FA FA Cup. Cup, Yeah, so another team got a bye. I think that was Barnsley and they got a bye and then that just like, it it threw the competition out the window and then teams, I think in the last 10, 12 years, have not taken the FA Cup seriously. Same with the League Cup over here. Same with the Coppa Italia. I don't think many teams take it seriously until the quarterfinals. Yeah. Like quarterfinals and semifinals. It's the little cup, as you said, Sam, isn't it? So guys, we're on to listeners' questions. Um, Thank you guys for sending in some listeners' questions. We got one two three three oh, we got four questions but from three people um daniel silver aka at big danny silver um 
What's your thoughts on how the fan base is feeling towards the team and Mourinho? The back three was giant and never seen Vardy so quiet. Hmm. How uh, the back three was, yeah, phenomenal. I think the the relationship we spoke about the relationship between the fans and the team is very good. Uh, f- a lot of factors, uh, cheap tickets, uh, fans are you know rushing to the stadium. It's full, great uh, atmosphere. Uh, so the, ho- the the owners have done a really good job. Mourinho has done a good job. The team has done a good job. It uh, it feels like uh, just like Mourinho said yesterday, it feels like a family. Uh, and um, yeah, we see it uh, and we feel it. So uh, it's it's really beautiful to see the bond that has been created, uh, and uh, hope it continues as as peaceful and as with this enthusiasm. It's it's great to be part of it. It, it is. Up on Bardi, uh, on Bardi on the yeah. away match and the end of the Olympico. Uh, he's lacking fitness. He's been out injured with a knee injury, and he he we looked short of a gun. One yeah. open shot. We had that didn't go. That wasn't very. Far, I think it was on the seventieth something minute. Um, you know, the last twenty minutes were very nervy. Um, anyway. But yeah, we talked. We talked about it. You know, there's special, the special bond, right? You see, you see Mourinho uh, looking, uh, doing those gestures with a fan, and 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 I think, and I think for the most part, you've seen everybody in Roma has been in sync, right? I think we're all behind him and believing him. Yeah, I completely agree. Like we were talking about ticket prices not so long ago. It was like a 20 euros to watch Roma Salonatana in April. And then there was 110,000 people in a queue for looking to get tickets for last night's game when they went on general sale. Like the tickets for the Roma Boda Glimp game were like 20, 30 euros. I think the dearest was like 60, 70 euros for a European game. Like tickets for the game against Venezia, I think Daniel was actually going to that game. You can get tickets for 15 euros. 15 euros to watch a Serie A game. That's bonkers. I paid, like, my, like you can go to watch a game, like, for League Two over here in the UK. It's 25 pounds. The 15 euros to watch Serie A football is just bonkers in Italy, but that's a topic. Football ticket prices, that's a topic for a different day. Um, Daniel Silver also asked, how, how do you feel seeing Roma in a European final? Are you going? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no. I think it would cost too much the ballot and it'd be just difficult to get to Tirana, um, especially from the UK. In Italy, you could probably just drive or something like get over, the, over there, but... Um, does this final make you believe that Mourinho can deliver and bring Roma back to the top? Oh, oh how do you feel? I, I, we spoke about it. It's really good to see Roma in a European final, uh, irrespective of which one it is. It's beautiful. Uh, uh, and Mourinho can bring Roma back to the top. He, Yes, obviously he has done it. It just uh, now remains. Uh, what remains is the summer transfer market. Mm. Uh, improve the squad further, and um, yeah, go for a better position in the league. 
but um, I, I was tempted to go to Tirana because there are some really good connecting flights from both Oslo, Gothenburg, Malmo, Herensbruden. Uh, it was cheap tickets as well. You can get with there for maybe 40 euros return ticket. That's to good. Tirana. That's really yeah. good. But the problem is uh, the tickets. Um, you yeah. can go there and then it's difficult to get uh, time off from job on such a short notice, especially for me. Uh, so, and I have a lot of Albanian friends, um, in Albania and Macedonia who are ethnically Albanian, live in Norway. Uh, you actually have a with. job that matters. You do. <laughs> yeah. You do indeed. I can't call in sick, you know. No, I... you can't. <laughs> Sorry, boss. <laughs> I'm, I'm not feeling very well. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the worst thing is if you do that and you get caught on camera or something, you know, yeah. the boss like, yeah, what's then going you, on here? Then you hear that boom, boom, the next uh, flight. <laughs> leaving Oslo. Yeah, exactly. uh, so, yeah, I couldn't risk that. But there are there were a lot of options in that terms, having friends from there who are local. But it's just uh, the timing, uh, which was yeah. not perfect but it will be fun yeah well can i just add um i was going to bring this up earlier what did you think that roma done to reimburse the fans who actually went to the 6-1 game and give them free tickets that's pretty cool yeah beautiful gesture that's one that's uh, such a brilliant gesture yeah and that's, 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 those are the little things that keep bringing the fans in, in the team together, right? That's what is the part of the growth that we've seen all season. Yeah. Again, this family thing, you know, which Molina spoke about, um, less commercial, uh, commercialized stuff, more family stuff. You recognize uh, these small things, which means a lot to people. And, um, yeah, beautiful gesture. Over here, it's like a community club feel to it, where the, the football club brings the community together. I think with Roman now, I think the football is bringing the city together and who you support if it's Roma. I think that's bringing everyone together. And you see it when they go to the games. It's like the last three times that Roma played at home, even the Bologna League game, there's, what, 60,000 plus? It's really, really great to see. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, last couple of questions. At Araplanino, this is actually quite an interesting question. Are we only thinking about the final now, or do you think we will see some rotation for the final league games? Well, there's three league games left. There's mo- uh, Monday, the following Saturday, and they haven't released the fixture, the kickoff times for the Torino game. Oh, I think... Uh, um... I don't think we're only think, thinking about the final. I think uh, there, will, there won't be that many rotations. He still wants to finish as high up in the table as mm-hmm. possible. I'm just a bit worried about the Torino game because it comes only three days before the final. Uh, I hope that we have secured the fifth uh, spot till then, hoping for a little bit of help from... Juventus to beat Lazio. Uh, if they do that and we win our next two games, uh, then I think we are in a safe position to rest a lot of players for the Torino game and uh, yeah, go for the win in, uh, in Tirana. But uh, I'm 
I'm confident uh, going into into the last uh, few games of the season, and then yeah, also confident uh, for the final. But let's see. I have a worry. Sorry, sorry, Sam. I let you go. If I had to guess, um, I think we will not see a lot of rotation. Uh, we haven't seen it from Mourinho all season long. Uh, the mo- the biggest rotation we saw was not recently against Bologna, right? And then he brought every- everybody in by the set 60th minute. So, I mean, ooh, things change because of the final? Maybe, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see if he does a lot of rotation. Maybe a little, maybe. But I don't see Mourinho doing many, changing the whole team right before the the, uh, uh, the final. He hasn't done it all season, so I have no reason to believe he'll do he'll do it this time. No, I think he, like Imran said, I think he wants to finish above Lazio. That race for fifth has got very interesting recently, um, especially with the game last weekend, Spezia Lazio, and that goal that should have been disallowed but was not disallowed and yeah uh, and then Roma dropping points but I think he wants to finish as high as possible as Imran said but the, the game the game against Fiorentina could be interesting on Monday because Fiorentina have not looked great recently um, I wonder if he will rotate for that game I think he might do a couple ro- rotation but that's what I mean a couple yeah. two, two names I don't see him changing let's say four Five. No, I don't no, see no. him doing that at all. Maybe two, and I don't even see him doing three. Maybe two, maybe. I think because the the conference league finals on a Wednesday, it wouldn't surprise me if the Torino games on the Saturday. It still doesn't. I still would rest a lot of players for that know, game. I don't know. No They put it, put it the day before. It'd be Sunday, like two o'clock kickoff. You're thinking, bloody hell, calm down, come on. Uh, yeah, and Feyenoord, Feyenoord will have uh, the last game will be ten days before the final. Ah, uh, so they finish they next finish. Sunday, is it? Or yeah, they have two games left. Yeah, two games left. But I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. No, they have three games left. That. Is that a good or a bad thing? I. I think, think it could it's be a. It's not a good thing because you want closer to a bad thing, right? To the good. Yeah, thing. especially ten days without any games. You know, uh, ten it's days between the game. That's a lot. That's you can a lot. lose the. You can lose the rhythm. I don't know how much rest you get. I think six, seven days rest is good, uh, but uh, is ideal. I would say. Yeah, agreed. yeah, I, I agreed. Sewer uh, fan, uh, I apologize if I've actually botched that uh, at Bodo Boef. Um, if Spinner can play, does he replace Zaleski for the final? No, no. for the final. No, yeah, no, no. no he's not I, wouldn't ri- I wouldn't risk him. Um, if I he's would, nowhere near match no. fit either. Uh, would, you, uh, would you play him against Torino? Would you give him minutes in the last couple of games? Or just completely... Minutes, yeah. Minutes, yeah. yeah. Why not? But not... Uh, I wouldn't rush him into... I mean, the season is almost fair, you know, over. Uh, what difference would it make if you if you... If you start rushing him back in time, you're just risking. I would just, uh, I would just cautiously introduce him, give him some minutes, let him feel uh, the level a bit, but not too, not more than that. Spina? Yeah, I think the whole entire next year is going to be about about that for him. I don't think there's no need for him right now. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. Yeah, just get him fit and ready for preseason. Get some minutes under his belt, and you come back. And I'll probably add a, a bit more quality. Nothing wrong against Zaleski. Zaleski's been amazing since he's come in. But like, I'd like to see Spinat Sailor in this Jose formation going forward. It could be quite interesting. Zaleski, yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, I, I feel love so- because that kid doesn't even have to. I don't even know if he has even twenty matches on Serie A. No, but, uh, he's showing. He's playing with a lot of personality. He's, yeah, he's, he's had one. He had one bad game where Dunzel Dumfries ripped him to the cleaners in the inter game. But apart from that, I think he's been one of Roma's best players this year. Yeah, the growth that he's shown. He's he's going to be definitely up there in the conversation for the best surprises of the year. Yeah, agreed. I think he could probably be one of the best young players this season at the club. I think he's come on so far, especially after his dad passing just before the Derby della Capitale in September. He's shown a lot of growth, a lot of maturity, and he's basically brought that left wing back role into his own. It's not his natural position. I think he can play as a number ten or out wide, like in a, like a four three three. But yeah. Guys, he's been I mean, though, because Vinya was showing some stinkers. Now it's really funny though, because at the beginning of the season, Wayne Girard reached out reached out to me and he told me to write a piece for Roma's uh, the an article and whatever for Roma's website. I put Vinya as one of the exciting signings, right? And <laughs> well, he did start well, didn't he? I work. I don't see him leaving though, because I don't see him leave, Roma getting rid of getting rid of him in year one. I don't know. Will it'll be interesting to see? I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, Saleski has been, he came out at a good moment. He came out to help out the team and step up at a big time. Yeah, especially, uh, I remember we were speaking about uh, uh, Afena Jan when he was doing well. Yeah. In the beginning, yeah. there was a lot of talks about that. And I remember we spoke about, uh, you know, the, what happens next. Because in the beginning, you forgive a lot of mistakes. And uh, because there's there's a lot of excitement, and then the expectations start coming, and that's the difficult part for players, and that's the difference between Afenagian and uh, Zaleski. With Afenagian, a year ago he was playing in the academy in Africa. You know, that, I think that guy, that kid, is, is, like skip a bunch of layers on, on his growth, and I think that that's showing right now uh, on the I pitch. Th- I think he has. I mean, but, he's really uh, fast. He's good, but he, he. I think he, he needs. I think he, the fundamentals. Yeah, I, th- I think perhaps it came too early, but I think that what I was trying to say is that if you look at Zalewski, uh, he was. Uh, you know, when he was playing, even last year, he looked like an ordinary player. There was not too much. Um, you know, you, it was not like he took you by, you know, surprise or anything. You were like, um, oh, you know, another youngster. But the the position he got on the left wing back and the way he made it his own, uh, his close control, his assist through balls behind the fence, clever. You know, he has he's showing clever. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he, he, he and, won yesterday. It was really good. He found exactly a, he found a way to get out of a defender. Yes, and he has shown maturity. He has grown into his role. He has shown 
what we actually expected from Felix when he started, mm. uh, you know, playing. We wanted him to take the next, take the next level, but he didn't. While as for Zalewski, he has just become better and better. Okay, he had a poor game against Inter, but I think if you look apart from that, the, he's uh, he's a really hardworking player. He, he's really good one on one, and uh, he's able to create. Uh, you know, really dangerous uh, goal-scoring chances, and um, I'm really excited. Uh, for he, he's the type of player you should send out alone because he has the potential to grow uh, into a really good player by staying here. Because um, the trajectory has been really good, upward trend, improving, uh, maturing, and uh, learning a lot uh, by training every day with top-class players. Being coached by Mourinho, uh, so I, I'm. I, I was a bit surprised also, uh, but now uh, I think this boy can go to the top. Totally agree. And even BT Sport did a, a like a couple of minutes montage piece on Zaleski at halftime and how he uh, how he played really well against Ricardo Pereira last night. I think he played against Pereira really really well in both the games. Um, that was the end of listeners' questions. Thank you very much to the guys who sent them in. Uh, guys, do you have anything to add before we wrap this podcast up? Everybody enjoy being a Romanista right now. Just enjoy. Oh, yeah. Listen, it feels weird for a bunch of us. A bunch of us never. We never. We're navigating. We're navigating new waters uh, as far as playing a European final. A lot of us. Maybe not. Maybe not the OGs like James. But for a lot of us. We're navigating new waters, so enjoy it. You know, though, if other teams are trying to tell you the word Copeta, who cares, man? We're, we, we're playing in a final. Embrace it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Really good, uh, you know, good energy, positive vibes. Really love seeing everything about this team and uh, really excited, actually. I'm really excited. I think they can build something good here. Hopefully, it's good, right? Because Abraham is fighting until the end. They're running. They're giving it all. You see them. You see them. You see every player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe not not with the best performance, like you said, right? Maybe you don't agree. Like, exactly. You nailed it. You don't agree with Mourinho tactically. You know, you you wish the team maybe didn't, at moments, didn't, didn't, uh, step back so much and absorb so much pressure, right? But that, maybe that's the way he does it. You know, maybe we don't like that type of football. That doesn't mean we don't like that guy. It's, yeah. winning, it's winning games though, isn't it? Exactly right. No, no, agreed. Um, guys, thank you very much for joining me on this Friday evening. Uh, you can find us on lamagicast.com. You can find all of our previous podcasts on the, uh, on the website. You can find all our podcasts on, uh, the Apple podcast, uh, pop, Beans, um, SoundCloud, um, Spotify, etc., etc., etc. Imran, thank you very much for joining me on this Friday evening. Thank you, Sam. The return of the Sam. Thank you very much for joining me. And welcome back. And thank you for joining me. I enjoy the Miami weather. Thank you, thank you very much. South Florida is looking beautiful right now. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me back. And, you know, I'm here every episode. I'm editing. I had the music. I had the mixing sound. But uh, it's nice to be behind the microphones with you guys. And uh, so, yeah, and what a good times to be a Romanista. So let's just enjoy it. It is. It's a Roma are into a European final. If anyone, as, as the guy said, if anyone gives you shit about it, who cares? At least we're in a final. 
that's all that matters. Um, for me, Forza Roma and ciao. Ciao. Ciao.